welcome to Vineyard KC West podcast. For more information, visit us at vineyardkcwest.com. All right. Well, good morning. How are we doing? Good? All right. So, and hello to everybody that's watching online. Um, so, hey, a couple announcements before we get started. Uh, all the announcements in the bulletin and stuff have to do with the time that we're in. So they have to do with uh, connecting, communication, on, uh, on as far as uh, how you can do groups online, different things you do for your kids, as far as if things get to the point where, uh, like today we're gathering, but we don't know, right? Um, and so so I encourage you guys to check those out as well. And so April 12th uh, is Easter. And so in your bulletin, or if you're online, you can email me uh, how you want to help or serve on Easter. So there's lots of different ways. Uh, there is uh, pancake breakfast, there's greeters, ushers, uh, Easter egg hunts. So you guys can help with all those things. And so that's about, that's about all I have for you guys on that. Hey, Dave, they didn't set that to the slide for the message. Can you move it there, please? All right, so we, we're in the midst of a, uh, a study in Jonah, but we decided to take today and, and address current events and what's happening uh, to get perspective as far as that. Um, the study in Jonah has been good because it's looking at all of getting right with God, and it's looking at how God is and how he loves people and he pursues them and, and goes after them. Uh, but uh, what this does is... Uh, you, Dave, you probably got to scroll down. So somebody may need to help him. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, we want to address, you know, what's happening with, with the virus and, and, and all those things. We want to look at that. And so, you know, as we start with that, you know, with everything that's going on in the world today, you know, there's all sorts of uh, things happening. There's all sorts of, um, you know, un, it's unsettling. It's uh, something like this hasn't happened on this scale in any generation that's alive, you know, where the mass of changing of where you can go and what you can do and can't do and, and, and things spreading and the amount of information that we have. And so, so it, it's, it's a different time for sure. And, uh, the, you know, the fear is palatable, right? And so I think the first thing that, you know, we all need to do, because some people are fearful, just fearful, and then other people are afraid of all the people that are really fearful, you know? And so, so I think what we all have to do to a certain extent is just chill out. And um, as I was thinking about fear, I was thinking about when I was a young boy, and there was just many times at night I'd go stay at a friend's house or be at my house, and, and just some idea of dread came in my mind. And, and, you know, the only thing that saved me was uh, at some point my eyes would, uh, would t- get tired of being on watch, Right and, and and finally the next thing I knew I'd wake up and it was morning, and everything was okay. But not knowing God or, or not going to church, I had I had no other resource. I had no other answer besides just kind of watch, and and wait and defend yourself if 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 it all if it's all happening. And you know we we all have um, that situation now where we don't know what's going on. We don't uh, you know we don't know what's true and sometimes and what's 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 real and what's not, and uh, we all have opinions, uh, you know, and so, so, you know, what can we do? Well, first, I think is we need to realize that there's no perfect emotional or strategic response, right? Uh, as humans, we just need to have lots of grace for each other in our homes and, and for all the people that are trying to lead us and all those things. There's no perfect 
emotional or, or strategic response, um, but there are actions that we can take, right? So if we know what not to do, uh, what are the actions that we can take? And so, so that's what we can take, because there's more solid ground than the waves of uncertainty that we have. And so we're going to actually look at Psalm 46 today in the Old Testament. And Martin Luther, uh, he uh, was you know, a guy you know, in the uh, you know, 1600s uh, in, that, in that, or 16th century, and uh, he just, um, uh, he was a guy that just loved Jesus and made a lot of change and good change for the church and was just radical, just really wanted God, other people to know God. And, and he had this saying, it was said of him that anytime he heard of trouble or anything coming bad or any bad news, he said, let's sing the 46th Psalm. And so, so there's, there's precedent for this. So let's pray and we'll dive into it. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word, which is unchanging, and it speaks to the real us, God. So we ask that you'd move beyond our defenses. We ask you'd speak to us, God. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would teach that each person that is listening would be able to hear your voice, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so you know the first thing we can do is, um, is we can... I'm going to... I'll control it here. Um, yeah, um, the first thing that we can do is that we can take comfort in God. And so here's how, here's how the psalm starts. Uh, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and mountains quake with the surging. So first thing this calls us to do is to remember God is to remember God in, in the midst of everything that else that's happening, is to remember him. And the way that this psalm was written is it's saying, like in, you're hanging out with friends, let's say friends from high school or when you were young, and it's that thing of like, you remember that one time? You remember that time that we did this or that happened? And that was the psalmist, that's what the psalmist is saying. The psalmist is saying, remember how God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in time of trouble. He's saying, remember that. You've experienced that. You know that. You know that he is strong and that he's a refuge. It's, so this is one of those moments where you're just sitting back and it's like, oh yeah, God is strong. God is present. God is good. And he's always with us, especially in times of trouble. So if God is your refuge and your strength, you don't need to fear. So the next verse goes on. It says, therefore, we, we will not fear, even though all these things happen. So, you know, we're, we're looking for direction these days, right? We're looking for direction with, uh, with what the CDC puts out. Like, what are we supposed to do? Uh, well, uh, don't do this, do this, do these things. And uh, I was looking at the label of, like, hand sanitizer that we have at home and here, and, and it says, kills 99.9% of viruses and, and disease or germs and whatever, right? And I'm reading that, and I'm like, that's why I'm putting on my hands, because of the promise on the bottle. It's there. It's stated for everything. And this is here stated for us that God says, hey, I'm strong. I'm stable. I'm here. So that's the promise we're to take during this time and to apply it liberally, just like we're doing the, the hand sanitizer, right? Apply it liberally, you know, in our lives. So what does God say? You know, he says, come to me. Come and, come, and, come and be in the warmth of my refuge. Come and experience how strong I am. Come and see that the, the size of the trouble fades away. 
when, when you're in me. That's what, that's what he calls us to do. So once we remember that, once we remember that, that God's been at this for a long time, that he has a really good track record, then we can recognize trouble and fear, right? We, can, you know, we, don't, we don't want to minimize trouble and fear. Uh, it's, it's very real. Uh, it's, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And that's what we see right now. There's real trouble in the world. Uh, and, but it's not anything new either. Just like God's been at this a long time, trouble and fear is not new. Trouble and, trouble and danger is actually all around us all the time. Uh, you know, living is, is a dangerous job. It, it, it really is. And so you can't run from trouble. You can't run from danger. Wherever you go, there's trouble or danger circling. And so what do we do? You know, if we can't get away from it, well, we need to go to something that's more solid, which is what we can have, what we can run to, and we can be sure of is the security of God. Security of God and knowing him, no matter what happens, that's the security. It doesn't mean that nothing's going to happen or everything's going to be perfect, but it means that we have security and stableness in God, no matter what happens. So there is something more solid and stable than this earth. That's what we need to know. Because we, we watch the ups and downs of this world, and we can just say it's very unstable. So there is something more stable. So in verse 4 of, of this psalm, it says, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. So trouble, danger, virus, fear, they're not residents of the city of God. They, they don't, they, they're not there. So where God is, where everything is the way he would have them be, you could say the city of God. You could also say the kingdom of God. Where things are, where God would have them be, all the things that are bothering us today in our world across the globe, they don't have resonant where God is. They, they, they don't have a place to stay. And so this picture here where it talks about you know, the streams make the city glad and the holy place and God is, is there within her, this gives us a preview of things to come. This gives us a preview of what it's going to be like when it's all said and done. That this is where the kingdom is going, where we will just be there with no more tears, no more pain, no more dying, no more viruses, no more worry, no more trouble. Everything's good. This is like a preview, like you watch a, a preview of, of a movie that's to come. And yet we also are seeing a preview today that we're seeing, we're seeing the best of, you know, in some ways of, of, of what the world has to offer where it's like, hey, isn't this grand? And yet it's the contrast between the kingdom of man and the kingdom of Satan and the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is leading to a good place and it, it ultimately comes to a good thing. But what we're seeing right now is, is what the world has to offer many times. So what lies ahead though? So we're in this time, what lies ahead? Well, this Psalm says, nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall, he lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shield with fire. And so this is a picture that actually, when it's all said and done, God very intentionally, all that's going to cease. That's all going to stop. This is the picture of his kingdom taking total rule over everything. But this, isn't, this is something that God has already done, but will be executed later. Well, you say, well, when did God put 
a stop to all these other powers and all these diseases and all these other wars and things? When did God do that? Well, he already did it in Jesus. He already, he already put a stop to all of this in Jesus. When Jesus laid down his life on the cross and, and, and said, it is finished, he, what Colossians in the New Testament, Paul wrote, it says that he made a public spectacle over, over every power and principality. So over the, the, the forces and the spirits that actually are the things that move and the shakers and the movers in the physical realm of what we see, he overcame all powers and principalities. All the things that are even pulling the springs, the strings on this earth, Jesus overcame at the cross. And so it's just that it'll be rippled through and it'll be executed later. It's already done. And so when tear and fear and all of these things come in and danger, those things are just kind of holding on but in reality, it's already done. Jesus has already taken care of it. And he did this for you and I too. He did, he did it for you and I that, that we would know God. You know, the Bible says, one of the best, one, best known verses in the Bible, right? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. I mean, isn't that the, the, the terror and the fear right now is perishing? It's also written in the New Testament that even death itself has been overcome. That the last enemy, death, has been overcome. And when Jesus was with one of his good friends who died, his family came to him and they asked him questions about what was going on. And this is what he said to him. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and life. Jesus didn't say, I know about the resurrection and life, but he said, I am the resurrection and life. And so in this time of death knocking at the door and in fear knocking at the door, Jesus still says, I am the resurrection and life. And he who that believes in me, even though they die, they shall live. And so even death itself, which is the ultimate fear of this time or, or, or of loved ones, is, does not have the power because of Jesus Christ if we trust in him. So what do, we, what, do we, what do we get to next? Well, what we get to next is we get that we, we really have only one move. That's what's so hard about this time is that we, are, we have lost control. We've lost control, and that's, I think, what bugs us so much. And yes, death and all those things, but we've lost control. And I was playing, I was playing chess with one of my sons recently, and, and he, he's been playing much, uh, a much shorter time than me, but he's very good. And so I was, praying, I was playing real quick with him, not paying attention because I wanted to get to something. And then all of a sudden, I was thinking I was beating him. And then he said, checkmate. And you know, checkmate means that you may have moves, but you're in check. You can only make those moves and game over. You don't have control anymore. The other one is in control. And in times like this, we really only have one move, right? What other moves do we have? I mean, nobody's in control right now. The, the governments are not in control. They're trying to lead and do the best that they can. But at the end of the day, it appears that something else is in control. But it's not the virus. It's not fear. It's not danger. But God is in control. And so these next verses, they actually, they actually speak to this. And in our move is that we need to get in a place of vulnerability. We need to get to a place of vulnerability with God 
a place of vulnerability with other people, a place of vulnerability where we realize our frailty. We realize that we have a need for something more solid than the shifting of, of this earth. Because whether this virus ends in the next week and it just dissipates, or whether it continues on for a period of time, there's a soberness right now. There's a soberness that, you know, um, wow, how have I been living? What's really important? What should I do? And so that's the place that we're at, is, is that, you know, what's really important in life? And so don't lose that. Don't lose this moment to make the move that's most important. And here's what it is. He says, be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. So we see the picture of where everything's headed. It's rocky right now. It's rocky, but we see where it's headed. It's headed where there's no more pain, no more disease, no, no more fear, no more disaster. And so he says, be still and know that I am God. In other words, I'm going to do it. Just rest in me. I will be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And so that's our move. You know, that's, that's what we can do is be still and know that he is God. And that's important because if God is God, then I'm not. Right? In other words, I don't have control. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to put him in the driver's seat. And so, so how should we live then? If, if we are people that rest with him, if he's our refuge, if he's our strength, if he's our help in times of trouble, if we're going to rest in him, how shall we live? Like, how shall we be during this time? It's important because people are deciding how they're going to live. Even in the midst of trouble and danger, how shall we live? Here's a couple of things. Here's how we can, you know, take it home or put it to the street. Is it, number one, be still, right? Uh, like Netflix's stock and, and all the streaming services are going up. Why? Because they're like, everybody's just going to be glued to this thing. Here's what I want to tell you. Sure, enjoy that stuff as, as you're in your home and doing this, but don't miss God. Don't miss God speaking to you and spending time with him. Be still. Take the time that you have to get with him, read his word, and let it be food to your soul. Because man doesn't live by bread alone, right? But we live by the word of God. The word of God feeds our faith muscles. The word of God feeds us for life. And so, so get alone with him and listen to him. And then also to pray, Right? Pray in a receiving sense of letting God minister to you, but also too, let's pray. Let's pray that God would curse this virus and, and, and dis, let it dissipate and be gone. Let's pray that this virus is done, right? Is, is, the, is the arm of God too short that he can't stop the virus? There's been many times that he's done it throughout history where the people of God pray and we see all of history change or we see the course of history change because of that. And so don't be a spectator. All of the news and all of the things going on and all of the things coming at you, they're all in a sense, they make you feel like you're a spectator. But in reality, you're a participant. You're a participant in what you do is you lean in and by God's power, but you're jumping in and partnering with him, you can turn the course of all of history, diving in and doing that. Our president decided today, he said, let this be a day of prayer. Right? The National Day of Prayer to pray for God's intervention in, in, in what's happening. 
And then also to, uh, you know, remember and live out loving our neighbors as ourselves. So Jesus said this is the second most important thing after, after loving God with all that we are. And so how do we do that? Well, number one, get humble. And here's what that means. It means that, you know, there's no superstars right now, right? No, one, no one's glorious right now. We, we all are just, you know, another beggar trying to help the other beggars find the bread. We really are. There's no superstars. Nobody's glorious. Nobody's amazing right now. And so if you're in a place that you need, like if you're a person that's susceptible to virus, if you're susceptible to different things, um, and you have to stay at home, ask for help. Ask for help. Ask for help from us. We've put a list together of, of, of those that would be in the categories of, that, that would be at higher risk for this. And, and, and then we also want to put a list of, together of those of you that say, hey, we'll help them. You know, if, they, if this goes a certain way and gets worse uh, and they need help, we'll bring groceries by. We'll pick up medicine for them. We'll, we'll deliver things for them, we'll, right? So, so we want to make that other list too. So if you're here, you can write that on your, on your communication card or if you're at home, you can, you can email that to me as well. Um, and then two, you know, invite the presence of God wherever you go. You, you're a life giver. You, you're one that brings life to wherever you go. And so if you go to the store and, and you see people, you know, I've gone some to the store this week and, um, and you know, some people just walk with their heads down and, and, and some people are fighting over stuff and there's not things. And you know what? Lean in, ask God, God, who do you want me to care for here today? God, who are you working in that I should love today? Where are you working? And then lean in and go into that. Um, also, too, uh, th- that's something that we, that we teach and train on here, is a competency as a follower of Jesus, is hearing the voice of God. Like, in other words, God, where are you working? The other thing that we teach and train on is, is how to pray for people. So in other words, it's not like, uh, you know, hey, all right, I see what's going on. I'll pray for you, right? It's kind of that time, like, get away. You know, I don't know what you have or those things. But listen, the most powerful thing that we can do right now as followers of Jesus is to say, you know what, can I pray for you right now? Bring the presence of God, invite the presence of God right in the midst of Walmart, right in the midst of Target, right in the midst of your workplace, right in the midst of, of wherever you are, invite the presence of God. And, and pray for the sick. And real quick thing on that, I mean, if, if someone's sick in your home or um, and if someone's uh, you know, sick some other place, you're praying for them, listen, we don't command God right? When we pray for the sick. So we don't tell God, God heal them, right? So that's getting things a little out of order. But we can ask God, right? We can ask God, God, would you, would you heal Jim? Uh, would you, you know, take this sickness away from them? There's other things that people need healing from besides this, right? Uh, would you heal them? Uh, but then also too, there's authority uh, that you have in Jesus Christ. So when you pray for somebody too, uh, you also can pray you know, the body's made of what? Clay. We see in Genesis, the body was made out of the, out of the dirt, clay. And so you can command the clay. And so, so if somebody's uh, sick, and I mean, in this virus, if somebody's lungs are failing, if you get in that scenario praying for them, say, lungs, be restored to the way God made you to be. You know, clear out, get all the stuff out, right? You have that authority in Jesus Christ. So be participants. Be participants with God in this. Don't miss him. Don't at the end of this time, two to three weeks from now, say, wow, man, I watched every series on Netflix. I mean, it was just absolutely amazing. I mean, no one's going to get a medal for that. 
But I will tell you, I think that God's building lives in this time. I think that in this time, people are going to become who more they were supposed to be. I think that this is a time where the church, the church gets to be who they are more than any other time. We were made for times like this. We absolutely were made for times like this. The church has always been odd. The church always, people looking into the church has always said from its beginning, why do they love each other so much? Why do they serve each other so much? Why do they love and serve those that they don't know so much? Why do they love their enemies? Why do they go and and pray for people and heal the sick and do things that no one else will do in these times? That's the church of Jesus Christ. And so that's who we are. So let's lean into that. Uh, We're going to have another song, and and Nikki and the band are going to come up. Um, But let's pray. God, we, um, we thank you for um, your word uh, that we can look into for perspective. Um, and we want to join with um, the millions and billions across the earth, God, um, that are seeking your face right now. Seeking your face, God, asking you to intervene. Asking you to intervene in our, in our world, God. And we ask that you would stop this virus, that you would curse this virus, that it would die. And then it would not continue, and that life would sprout out, God. And so no more death, no more sickness, God. We ask that you would intervene in our city here in Kansas City. We ask you to intervene in our state, in our region, God, in the United States and the world, Lord. We ask that you would intervene in lives. And also, too, God, emotionally, we ask that you would come, Holy Spirit, in this room, and all those, that are, all those that are watching too, God, we ask that you'd wrap your arms around us and you'd fill us, Holy Spirit. And Lord, we also recognize too that this is, this is a time that we recognize what's important and we don't want to play games, God. And so there may be some of us here or, or watching that, that have been in a place of, um, of just kind of playing religious games of not really surrendering to you, of, of just holding back, or there may be unconfessed sin or, or, or ways that I'm rebelling against you, God. And so, God, I just pray for those people right now that they would sense your presence and your call. And if that's you and, and you, you're here or, or you're watching and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, now's the time. Now's the time. So pray this prayer. Pray this prayer in your heart. God, I give you my life. I trust in you. I believe you died for my sins, and I believe you rose from the grave that I might have new life. I give my life to you. I want to know you. Now fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's worship a little bit more. Thanks for listening this week. If you're looking for ways to serve, give, or get connected, please visit vineyardkcwest.com.